Living with Victory, brought to you today by Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountain National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. And by the way, today's program is also available on GodTube, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, and at livingwithvictory.podbean.com. It's time for Living with Victory, a program of hope and encouragement brought to you by Living with Victory Ministries and listeners like you. In a moment, we'll join your hosts, Laureen and Tony Giorgio, for today's message of perseverance and hope. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Hi, this is Tony Giorgio. Welcome to another edition of Living with Victory Radio Podcast, where life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about hope and encouragement. Learning to dance in the rain with peace, joy, and victory in the midst of life's storms because Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. Join us at livingwithvictory.podbean.com. Get this podcast on your phone. Download from Apple Store or Google Play. Today, we are going to be talking about, well, what everybody else is talking about, but we're going to talk to you about the living Christ and Easter and what it really means to all of us and not what we think it is, okay? And to do that, I've got my sidekick and soulmate for 53 years, Laureen, who has the scripture and topic for today. Oh, it's good to be here. And I just want to wish everyone, especially in this time, that it's been so chaotic. People just scurrying here and there, trying to protect themselves, to wish you a very, very happy Easter. And the title of our topic today is, Why Do We Celebrate Easter? I mean, Easter comes around every year. We go through the motions of celebrating Easter, but do we truly understand the significance and live with the significance of Easter every day, every moment of every day throughout the year. When you mentioned Easter, you know, popped into my head, the little bunny rabbit running around, the Easter eggs that are planted, the clothes you have to go out and buy because spring's coming in and you got to get to church. It's Easter Sunday. I got to go to church. That's not Easter. That's something else. That's socializing and bringing it into a realm of humanity 
but we're talking about the spiritual part of it where a man, God, came down and hung on a cross and died for us. And you don't really need to be in a building called the church to worship him and honor him. You're not missing anything right now. Not at all. He's out there. He's still living. He's with you. He's everywhere. He's not us. He was once us. He left. But he is the God Almighty. He's not us. You know, this virus that is ravaging the world is a small thing compared to our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when I had cancer about eight years ago, I had to make a choice if I would truly trust him or not. I always said I believed in him, but did I? I decided to trust him. I got back on my rock, Jesus, and he was there every step of the way for me. And I realized that cancer was the small C and he was the big C. This virus that is just hitting so many people right now, God is in charge and he is in total control of everything and i know that hearing these words you say how can that be i can only see what is happening and it doesn't look like he's in control but one thing i do know i felt that way when i had the cancer too at first but then when i did get back on my rock and I started to pray, really pray, and started to trust him and get to know him and understand that what he did on that cross, taking my sins, all my sins and your sins on him, the battle that I was facing and any battle that we face has already been won if we will just come to him with a repentant heart, trust him, and sincerely pray earnestly and believe that he is Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Son of God, and just trust him. He wants us to trust him. He is a friend that is so precious and you you just have to get to know who he is, his personality, his attributes. When we take the time to get to know him, you will find that you will fear less and less and less, and your faith will grow and grow and grow. And, and I have to add something to it, because let's talk about the cancer you had and the breast cancer that was a life-threatening situation to us you know to hear somebody say you've got this and it's pretty terrible uh, whatever you want to call it i'm using my own my own words we we've got the dreaded disease just like we're talking about the virus now did the dreaded disease oh i've got it well she had it big time when they biopsied it wasn't just one tumor growing there was a worse type tumor inside the first tumor that should have just destroyed her. It was faster growing. If they got the top one there, no, nothing said that the bottom one was going to be taken out and cleared. Here we are in a situation, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I can't call my friend and say, help me out. 
we were in a devastating mode, just like everybody is right now. Only a face mask wasn't going to protect us, no matter what. She had it, and they had to treat it, just like so many people that are now in these hospitals, and they're on ventilators, and the doctors are trying, and there's no answers. Well, here, there were answers, but not necessarily to what she had at the time, because it was unusual. So it was a similar case. She leaned on her Jesus, a living God. What we do sometimes is we put him off in a tabernacle. We put him off in a building. We put him off in a church. We put him off till Sunday. But a personal relationship with our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, makes a difference. You can call him anytime from anywhere. All you have to do is talk to him. He hears you. Like I said, He came down as man, but he was man-God. There's a difference there, and I can't explain it all because it is, is something totally different. He's the God Almighty. So she she leaned in on that, and her chances were iffy at the time. But she praised him in every second. I was the one who was saying, oh, I'm helpless. It's like a lot of family members now. You can't go visit your loved ones. They're in the hospital. You know, you can't touch each other. You can't hug each other. You can't. Well, we had the same experience. I had the same thing. Hugging her wasn't going to help. Touching her, I, I couldn't. She she was getting ready for surgery. It was such a weird time because I always feel like I can handle it. It wasn't going to help in this situation because I needed to have it right where I was. And I did, and I didn't realize it. But I could do church sitting in that waiting room. I could talk to my Lord Jesus Christ without hearing a sermon. It was the two of us. It was my Lord and myself my creator, and and we could have a conversation. And I think so many people today are missing that point. They're saying, I can't go to church, and and some of them are getting upset. But he's not in church. He's everywhere. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ— is with us every single day. He's in the clouds. He's in the storms. He was in the boat. Don't think that you're locked out because you can't go to church. Well, there's no hope. Right. Because he's standing right by your side. You just have to turn and look at him. They've outlined things to do. And it's the same with your faith, not religion. Religion, we're talking about an organization in a building. That's religion. Okay. You have faith. You can have it anywhere you go. Right now, you've got it because you can't go to church. You have to sit at home. Or you might be able to listen to it online, but if if you don't have a computer, well, then you can't. It's not in one place. Hope and encouragement is surrounding you in the clouds above, in your heart. In your soul, he's with you if you know who he really is. Actually, Romans 8.34 says, Who is there to condemn us? Even a virus, who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Try to get that thought into your heart, your mind, your soul. 
Jesus is actually praying to his father for us. Yes. For you, for me. Make it personal. He's praying for you. And say it out loud that Jesus is praying to his father for me because I have come to him for help. If you're going to church, which is a good thing on Sunday, and you've never ever experienced opening the Bible or read it for yourself while you're at home and you let the minister do it, there's where the disconnect comes in in a time of tragedy because life's not easy. The storms come. If you open that book that you have at home sitting on the dresser, the mantelpiece, and read it and understand it. And there's so much around us today that would interpret and help you to study it. You feel like you're disconnected, but you're really not. You've got it in your home. If not, you can get it. You can read it online. You can put it on your iPhone, whatever. And you can get to a point of knowing the word, number one, and knowing how real he is. If you got yourself off your mind, pick up a phone, call your neighbors like we've been trying to do, see how they're doing. Do what you can do if you can get out. If not, don't. That will help you so much because what you're doing is that spirit of Christ that's in you is now flowing out. And you are the minister you are ministering the word of Christ to the shut-ins, to people who may not be able to get out. Like, we can't get out. I'm an at-risk person with my asthma and all of that. They tell me, you know, stay in or else. So we do other things that, than just traveling around. But she had that operation. She was scared. There's no doubt about it. I know that. She feared. I feared. But she pulled close to a living God, not an idol, not able to go to church and kneel down, not able to see the minister come and visit her, none of that. But she had it inside her. She brought that faith of hers to work. She believed in it. As it turned out, the operation was a success. They got everything. They got both tumors. They didn't grow back. It's been eight years. She's been ministering to people about this ever since then and giving away her her CDs on her test of faith. There's always good out of bad. You know, something good is going to come out of this. I'm sure we're going to change. I'm sure if we don't, we will learn who Jesus really is, who our God really is. Because where's everybody running to now? We're complaining we can't go to church. Some people wouldn't go to church if you paid them. All of a sudden, we got to find a church to go to. You know, I'm not knocking anybody, but the reality is out of this came a ministry also of helping others in her condition. And, and she gave away CDs. I mean, over 2,000 CDs have given been given away at the doctor's office in the waiting rooms out of this. And she went through 32 radiation treatments. It wasn't just over. It continued from there after the operation. It wasn't over. So it was life and death, and it, it was gut-wrenching. I mean, you know, medical bills pile up, everything. Jesus wants a personal relationship with us. And when you start reading the Bible, you find the promises for us in his word that he wants to give us. But we have to be ready to receive it by walking and talking with him and getting to know him and allowing him to come into us and take over for us and do it his way. 
Deuteronomy 32.4, the one thing that I love about our Lord is that he is faithful. And I have some verses for that. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are law and justice. A God of faithfulness without breach or deviation. Just and right is he. Psalm 91.4. Then, and this was my favorite verse when I was going through that time. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. And I hung on to that, and he did cover me. He had me so covered that there was a point where I didn't even fear anymore. I was just so totally in his hands. Psalm 117.2, for his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us, and the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. We're saying this not because we're trying to preach to you. We're not telling you stories. We're not trying to be ministers here because we're not. We're not preachers. We're people who have been through it, and we're trying to tell you in our 53 years of marriage, in our 70-some-odd years of life, we've had a few. I'll tell you another, another little story, which is God's honest truth. I was trying when we had the restaurant, and some people may know the story, but I got hit because I, I was standing so much, and I was a big boy. I had, what, a half a dozen clots in my ankles? Mm-hmm. Okay, that shot up through my body. One went through my heart, one went through my lungs, and if my mother-in-law didn't slap me on the back, it would have stayed there. But point is, here's life and death again. Same scenario. And I'm only 29 years old, right? The most I could have been. At that time. Right? We lost everything we had, literally, and, and, and had to go on state aid. I don't mind telling you, hey, you know, that was it. The house was gone. The business was gone. We owed money to the in-laws because we borrowed some. We lost what we had. It was devastating because, first of all, they didn't think I would live. I was in pretty bad shape. Five weeks in the hospital, was it? About that, yes. They, they'd never seen anybody, young or old, survive what I had survived. But I know, without the shadow of a doubt, there was a God, my Jesus. I had to retool my whole life, just like a lot of us are going to have to do now, just like that. This was back in, what, the 70s, early yes. 70s? We moved out of state to get a job, couldn't find a job, had to go back to school, I didn't have an education. My whole life, young, married, oh, we're going to take on the world, we're going to make money. We opened a restaurant. <laughs> life and death hit us right at the beginning. And it changed our lives forever, forever. It took us probably 20 years to almost recover. And we're still bouncing along here. But that was life and death also. But we survived it. Our faith in Jesus Christ helped us a great deal. And a ministry was born out of the facts that we're telling you right now. And we've helped thousands for many years because of it. But I'm saying life and death happens all the time. Life's not easy. Things are going to come along. But if you have an anchor, 
like Jesus Christ. You have a God who's living. He's living. He's not dead. We're celebrating Sunday because what happened? He was crucified, died, and, and was buried. Rose. And he arose on the third day. Understand, he's not dead. He is a living God who was sitting at the right hand of his father. And the best part of Jesus is he never changes. He is always the same yesterday, today, and he will be forever. And that's in Hebrews 13, 8. He is the rock. You can depend on him. You can lean on him. You can trust him. He is a God that can be trusted. It, he's not wavering one day where he might be mad at you, or, and he's not mad at us. He's not mad at us. He loves us, and he wants to be with us and walk with us and, and just have a fellowship. He's a friend that you just have to get to know. I can never live without him. He has never failed me. Every problem that I thought I had, every problem that, uh, or situation that comes our way that seems like, how are we getting out of this? I don't know how he does it, but I'm still here. I'm 73 years old, and I could say he has never, ever failed me once. Failure is in the eyes of the beholder, <laughs> okay? You know, there's nothing wrong with failure because success is real close. When we lost the store, we were considered deadbeats. Don't think of that. Don't listen to that. Read your Bible. The Lord loves you and cares for you whether you have a nickel in your pocket or you don't. Whether you're the rich guy on the block and you support the church and you build houses and you build churches or not. He loves you for who you are, not what you are in society. That doesn't count. You're, you're the same as everybody else. You're as high as the highest. Everybody seems to be looking at, we're not going to be able to celebrate Easter. We can't go to church. We can't dress up. That's not Easter. You certainly can celebrate. Open that Bible and read Matthew. This is a perfect time to take the time to get to know who he is. Because when we're living life at the fullest, and we all have this tendency that life gets very busy, we all have a tendency to go toward what we see. And because we don't see him, sometimes he gets put on the back burner. So this is a time to open up the Bible and get reacquainted with the Lord. Get to know him again and, and start that relationship up again and keep it going. Because then when the next crisis comes, you'll be ready. You're ready for it. You're you'll an expert. be ready. That's right. With everything that the government's trying to do on our politics aside, they are doing the best that they can do. And we're seeing the results. They, they may be slow and, and we want everything fast, but the results are coming to have faith is a lot better than to have that fear because the fear is of the devil. Faith is of God, of a living God. Even one doctor had said, uh, watching all that's been going on with this virus, people that have a positive attitude and don't give in to the fear have a better chance. And that was 
the same when I had the cancer. That's why I did the CDs to try to help those women that were going through it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She rolled out of the operating room. I'm in the waiting room. I'm I'm going crazy. I don't know. She's living, dying. If they got it all, if what's happening? And I had my back to the elevator and I hear the gurney coming out of the elevator and I hear this little voice saying, hi, Tony. And I turn around. There's my sweet wife hooked up to everything you can think of, intravenous, you name it, whatever she had. And she's halfway sitting up. She'd just been operating on. And she's sitting halfway up with a smile on her face and she's waving at me as she's going by. You talk about faith, faith. And, you know, like the Lord said, fear not for I am with with you. You You know, when you see that dark cloud coming and you feel like you're being totally enveloped, Remember that you are not alone. If you're trusting in God, he is right there with you. And it may seem like it's total chaos. And we have been through times when it seemed like it was total chaos. And we didn't know what to handle first. And we're in the deep, dark abyss. And how are we getting out of this? And But when you have your eyes on him, all of that seems to dim. You don't even see. They become shadows, all those little problems. Even the big ones, they just kind of fade in the light of his glory and grace. If you just trust him, somehow he just takes care of it. He will take care of it. You have to do your part. We all have to do our part. And then he will finish it. And he will take care of you. But you have to give him the first step of saying, Lord, I'm coming to you. I trust you. I choose to trust you whether I feel it or not, because it's all a choice. We all don't feel it. And sometimes, you know, as I said, we get busy with life and he gets put on the back burner and we walk away because he never moves. He's always there. He's always the same. But we move, and we have to come back to him. And there is a hymn that Gloria Gaither and Mark Mathis wrote, and Adam Crabb sings it. I just have a few of the words. Now, I'm not going to sing it because you wouldn't (laughs) want me to do that. Sometimes it takes a mountain. Sometimes a troubled sea. Sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. And we're all there. Nobody is above that. We are all there and we have been there and we still go through it. And that's why we're telling you, you can get through this. Keep your hope and faith in Jesus. For every up, there's a down. That's life. Every up, there's a down. We went to Orlando to the the PodFest that they had, unbeknownst to us, you know, that this was lurking and building. We got caught in Orlando at the hotel, probably 2,000 people. Yes. (laughs) A a little Mm -hmm. scary situation. All right, everybody did the social distancing and we kept everything. But it was was kind of an eerie feeling, you, you know, being among where you shouldn't have been. 
if you've gone to church and you've learned and you've grew up and in the church and studied and, and you know your Bible and, and you know your verses and you know everything that's being said, now's the time, just like when you go to school and you graduate, it's the time to use what you've learned. And now, being out of the environment of the church is the time to practice what you've learned. And, and I'll tell you, I, growing up, was one of the most despicable kids on the block. My mother used to walk across the street. She didn't want to talk to me sometimes. But I learned about a living God. And, and I used to go to church all the time. Yeah, I did all those things. But what I didn't do is realize that he was that real that I could have a personal relationship with him. So if you've got that personal relationship, they can knock you down. And I, when I was a kid, you know, the rule of the street was they knock you down, get right back up again. Don't stay down. And I'm telling you, don't stay down. This is going to pass. It's going to be over with. They're going to find a vaccine. And we're going to move on. We may be different because Lorraine and I are totally different than when we started out. We're not the same people at all. You ask my friends if they knew me when and say, would you ever think he'd be in ministry? He'd be, they'd laugh their heads off. <laughs> okay, they wouldn't believe, they don't believe it today. Remember, it's a living God. And don't worry about Sunday coming up. Don't worry about this Sunday. You have him in your home, in your heart, in your life. You can celebrate him. He's still a risen God. It hasn't changed anything. This could be the most precious, meaningful Easter to you. Exactly. That you have ever experienced. Just to get quiet before him and to thank him for everything that he has brought you through up till now. Yes. And how much he loved you because love held him on that cross for you and me. He didn't have to stay on that cross, but he loved you. He was obedient to his father. He shed that precious blood, which is powerful. And he still loves us as much as he did then. He will never stop loving us or love us any less. We need to reciprocate that love and make him a part of our everyday, every moment of the day life, and walk with him. And I tell you, life gets sweet. It gets sweeter every day because you get to know him more and more and more. And when you read the Bible, and you read those scriptures that if you've been reading it for a long time, you say, oh, well, I know what that passage is all about. I'll tell you what. I've been reading it too, but every once in a while, he shows me something I never saw before. And it's just amazing how we just can grow and grow and grow in him. I don't think we could ever really attain it until we get home and see him. But make this a real special Easter with your family. Come together with him in the center. I mean, I'm not going to say you're not going to go through hard times. But no. you will be going through hard times 
with him holding your hand and leading and guiding? If you go with what took place here, it's not God cursing us. It's not we've we done bad, so he's going to get us and all of that. As much as it is, somebody didn't wash their hands. Do you realize this? I mean, the basics. Outside of all of that, everybody has an opinion of whatever happened. We serve a sovereign God, and he is in total control of everything. I do not believe that it is a coincidence that all of this is happening this close to Easter. Yeah. I believe that he wants to call us back to him and to get serious with him. And those who don't know him, I urge you to take that step to try to get to know him. You will never, ever regret it. And from two people who have been through enough to do a podcast about it and be totally transparent, we can guarantee you he is your umbrella in the storm. And all the stories and verses that we've read to you are real facts of life, of a living God. Enjoy him as your God and your Savior we're still standing. We love you. That's why we wanted to do this. And really, just trust in him. We are not just talking to just talk or try to give a sermon. We are telling you because we have lived it. We are living it. And we will until he takes us home. Exactly. So listen, if you want, you you can call us. You, you can talk to us if you want email us, whatever you want to do. You can go on Podbean and leave comments on the program. You can email us at livingwithvictory at gmail.com. You want to call, you can call 828-926-4600. However you want to do it, we've got a website, livingwithvictory.org. You look us up, you'll find us. You'll find us here, you'll find us on Podbean. You can get to us. We want your comments, number one. Definitely. You know, and, and we are on podchaser.com. Go in and, and rate it. And you we know. do take prayer requests. Yes. We are praying right now for everything that is going on. We are praying. And I just know that out of this, God will be glorified because something good is coming. Just want to say God bless you. Remember Jesus is your umbrella. It's not just a catchy phrase. And catch us anytime, anywhere on podbean.com or iHeart or Spotify, whatever you've got that you can use, we're there 24-7. And we love you. And a very, very happy Easter. God bless. Help Lorraine and Tony in their ministry by becoming a Living with Victory partner. You can make a donation of any amount through PayPal at livingwithvictory.org or send your check to Living with Victory, P.O. Box 1982, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, 28751. That's Living with Victory, P.O. Box 1982, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, 28751. And remember, you can make a donation or purchase gas cards for Living with Victory's Fuel for Life program at Teague's Superette at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley.
You've been listening to Living with Victory with Lorraine and Tony Giorgio, who for over 30 years have advocated for seriously ill children through Compassion Children's Foundation, today known as Living with Victory Ministries. Support for this radio ministry and our outreach programs comes from listeners like you. Many families that have children that need daily treatments for their illnesses are extremely challenged due to the cost of simply getting to the treatment facilities. Our Fuel for Life outreach supplies gas cards to families at four children's hospitals. You can support our outreach programs by sending your tax-deductible donations to Living with Victory, P.O. Box 1982, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, 28751. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this radio ministry, we'd love to hear from you as well. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the rain. Get ready, get ready. God in His goodness is gathering showers of The preceding program was brought to you by Teague's Superette and Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley. Call them at 828-926-1147. You can hear this program and others from Living with Victory Ministries on YouTube, GodTube, iTunes, Spotify, and at livingwithvictory.podbean.com.